Hello and welcome back to Jams, a taste of Sydney's music scene. I'm your host Sam from Jams, Sydney's new music family, aiming to build a thriving music scene and community in the greatest city in the world. Another new artist today, Frankie Boucher. Sorry Frankie if I butchered the pronunciation just then. Frankie released his first ever single in November 2020 called The Sun. As you know, I know all this month's artists personally. Frankie and I met at Youth Orchestra back in 2012. I was a cellist and he was the new little year 8 kid on trumpet. Our friendship has ebbed and flowed since, but we are close friends once more. Perfect time to see him embark on this super exciting music journey. I won't give too much of the interview away, but Frankie's musical influences are unusual and varied, and I think that makes his music something you've never heard before. This is what we love, Sydney churning out fresh, interesting music onto the scene. Frankie will have a couple of singles out throughout the year, and an album hopefully out before the end of 2021, so keep your ears out. In this episode, I interviewed Frankie in his bedroom slash recording studio. Imagine very cool, colourful lighting and a whole lot of synths all around us. So let's get to it. Hi, the internet. This is Sam with the Jams podcast and I'm here with Frankie in his studio slash room. Hi, Jams. Hi, internet. Hello, (laughs) people. Okay, so this month's theme for the podcast is first time. So this is your first time releasing music as an artist. Yeah, so that's really exciting. And yeah. Um, so you've gotten signed to a label and... So I've signed to Underfoot Records, which is a sort of an independent record label. I think they've been going for like 20 years or, or something. Yeah. But it was just a pretty lucky sitch that I've, I've managed to sign with them. And so I released my first single through them, which I've been very excited about. For people listening, can you just like describe kind of what your music sounds like? Mm, So um, my music is sort of between indie pop and psychedelic pop. I wrote down psychedelic rock. Psychedelic rock, sweet. No, I'll take a rock. Um, And and that you love synths. Yeah, (laughs) love synths. (laughs) I really hear like 60s, 70s, 80s vibes in there. I feel like it's like mm, a yeah. it's like current vintage retro synth. Yeah, <laughs> I, I reckon. No, big fan of synthesizers and also, uh, yeah, I don't know, I, I use a lot of trumpet in that song. Oh, um, and cool. I think and you have your trumpet that, here. Yeah, He's going to show it to the camera for people I have a trumpet listening. just there um, <laughs> that you can see through your ears. I think recording like a not electric instrument like that yeah. sort of adds the, the, I don't know. In this case, I reckon it sort of helped add to the less modern-y vibes. Yeah, I think so. As you stare into the sun, it burns the lies out through your eyes. Its passion makes you come undone. Your spirit flares so we're going to go through what your jam flavour is because I have a jam flavour for everyone's music. Sweet. Um, iridescent Blue Heaven. And for people who don't know, Blue Heaven is vanilla and raspberry, but it's blue. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, I think... Have you brought some? No, sorry. Oh. I don't know how. <laughs> I think I have to, like, make it in space and uh, bring it, and I didn't have time, so... Damn. No, that's fair enough. <laughs> um, What's the iridescence in it? Well, you sent me some of your tracks, and it's like... Iridescent is sort of kind of a spacey, synthy vibe to your music. And then nice. I think... Nice, blends it in with that vanilla yeah. raspberry. <laughs> yeah, I think the vanilla is like palatable and then the raspberry is like a little bit sour because it's like a little bit some interesting stuff in there. Ooh. I've thought about it a lot. Ah, uh, cheers. <laughs> 
Okay, so I'm going to ask you about your writing process, like how you write music. There's been a lot of different, my other two interviews, the first one's all improvised music and the second one wrote most of her songs just like going straight into the studio and re- recording straight away. Okay. Like, Had she written them first? No. Just, wow, cool. Oh my God, keen to listen to that episode. <laughs> I, do, I have a few ways of approaching new songs. My sort of biggest one sounds a little bit similar to that, where I'd sort of write it within the um, within the door, like the uh, digital audio workstation, whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah, so like sometimes I'll just start off by recording sort of something random, I don't know, either on piano or synthesizer or... Um, Sometimes trumpet. So with my debut single, The Sun, to be honest, I was in the shower and then it just, (laughs) the melody just popped into my mind. And so I like ran back up here (laughs) and I was just wearing a towel and I was like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. And then from there, like I'd sort of worked out just, you know, like a cheesy chord progression to go underneath. (laughs) But yeah, I find just recording whatever comes to mind is a really good way of writing songs, at least for me. I don't know. I also, sometimes I do just sort of sit down at a piano and with, you know, like pen and paper and just, you know, come up with stuff. But I find it a little bit, I find it a bit sort of easier for me to um, record it as I go than I sort of hear the whole vibe of the song. Yeah, it's probably easier to hear the things are happening and adding layers instead of trying to like imagine it at the piano. Yeah. And I I feel that when I write, I I feel like I never get past that. I like start something and then I'm like, eh. It's, I'm over it. And then I come back, I'm like, I don't remember how it sounds. (laughs) Yeah. Also, I find when I'm sitting, just sitting at the piano writing stuff, it always ends up sounding the same. Like I'll sort of end up just playing the the chords in the exact same way. I'll just be like, boom, 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 boom. And uh, I don't know, it gets a little bit samey. So I like um, recording straight away because then I can be like, oh, a bit more reggae now. And then just get my organs on all your synths. Yeah, all my synthesizers <laughs> that we've got going on here. Yeah, so when you so once you start writing, how long do you spend working on the song? Between maybe between like five hours yeah. and five months. Yeah. <laughs> if it's taken five months, generally I'll feel like that song's gone a bit sort of stagnant and I'll kind of get over it a bit (laughs) after that, that long. Sort of, yeah, varies. (laughs) And what about your, like your recording process as well? So like you produce a lot of your own music? Yeah, so I record everything in here and I don't have a drummer, unfortunately. (laughs) Uh, I just like program MIDI drums and it always sounds a little bit dodge, but you know, it's fun, part of the process. So I record everything in here and do that as well. And then I'll take it to my producer. Yeah, He's got the very fun job (laughs) of listening to every single audio file. Like sometimes (laughs) I'll bring him a project that has like 60 tracks in it. (laughs) And he gets to listen to each one, be like, yeah, this one's usable. Not this one's shit. Let's re-record that. Um, Well, I mean, sometimes I'll just want to re-record something with him anyway, because he's got, you know, like much better gear. um, Is that like part of the learning process, doing it in your own space and then taking it and then being like, oh, this is this is okay, this is not okay, or... Yeah, 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 big time. I mean, that's sort of how I've learned to record stuff is just by 
bringing it to him and then he'll be like, oh, no, this one's a bit unusable or yeah. like, why do you record everything so freaking soft? Because <laughs> I've got lots of birds outside. They're really loud. If I have the, the preamp up too much, it gets in the um, gets in my songs. What's your producer's name? Just for... um, yeah. So my producer's Mike Hardwick. Cool, cool dude. Does he mix it as well, or is that someone else? That yeah. That so he um, records and mixes my songs. And then mastering will go elsewhere. So like my last song we took to Studio 301. I think the dude was called yeah. Leon. Can't remember his surname. <laughs> cool guy. But yeah. No, it's really, really great getting to work with Mike. His studio is yeah. pretty amazing. He's got a mostly analog setup. So oh, everything, um, yeah. <laughs> so everything goes through, through the analog circuitry. Yeah. And then he just uses, you know, computer to actually capture the sound because yeah. tape's getting a bit pricey nowadays. <laughs> I think it's been really interesting learning all about the analog side of sound production. Yeah, we not really get that much Yeah, <laughs> exactly. A lot of people use computers, which I use a computer, <laughs> but um, it's also really cool getting, I don't know, getting, getting more of that analog sound yeah. into the music. So now for the segment where you tell me about your life musical journey in one minute, but it's not really pressured into one minute, but, you know, <laughs> <Sweet>. tried. <laughs> All right, life musical journey. I was very lucky. My parents took me to lots of concerts yeah. as a kid, which was great, even though, I, to be honest, I, like, often didn't want to go. <laughs> so it often, like, forced me to listen to live music, which was honestly a great time, but I don't know why I wasn't feeling it so much no, back then. it's because when your parents tell you to do something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, and no, I was really, um, it was great, great variety of music that would take me, like, uh, flamenco concerts and um, operas and musicals and all sorts of stuff. Then played an orchestra with, that's how I met Sam, which mm -hmm. it was great. Um, so I played trumpet in that. And then I ended up getting into music uni when I finished school, which I guess feels and felt relevant. Yeah. <laughs> um, not playing trumpet. Not playing trumpet, yeah. So studying classical music, which was an interesting time. Mm -hmm. Only just got to the end of that four years of my life. <laughs> and then got really into uh, sort of like 60s and 70s psychedelic rock yeah. and pop and stuff david bowie beatles pink floyd and i think those guys have influenced like the style that i the style of music yeah. that i want to create quite a lot but i also got really into uh eastern european folk music towards that was more towards <laughs> the end of high school yeah just like one of the school bands i played in the um the person who led that was was really cool and yeah. like arranged music that was from that style so like balkan music balkan brass music so i started listening to a lot of goran bregovic Ime Kustaritsa. I'm probably <laughs> saying these so badly uh, amsterdam klezmer band yeah. and i think that has probably been the most like distinctive style that has shaped the sound of my music more so than I don't know opera which I've just yeah. spent <laughs> four years studying. Well do you think that your opera has influenced your music in any way or just like the way you sing or just? Um, it's definitely influenced the way that I sing which is great but also not always great when singing contemporary stuff. So it's been really interesting just trying to like, trying to learn the best way to switch between styles. Yeah. I don't value being able to sing 
operatic style above being able to sing in a more contemporary style yeah. or vice versa because yeah. they're both really I think really cool styles yeah, of music and yeah, yeah. and I, ideally I'd love to be able to have a career in both of those yeah. um, down both of those paths I don't think it's mutually exclusive I feel like your music has a distinct quality to it because you can hear in it that you have like trained vocals but that's like an interesting layer to it you're like, mm. Don't sound like everyone else. Cheers. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> um, yeah. Listen to Frankie's music. <laughs> then sometimes I'll like hear the way I pronounce something, or like accidentally in classical music, always got like roll R's, and you yeah. pronounce them. You really over exaggerate all the vowels yeah. in music. And um, <laughs> I was listening to one of my songs that I made, and I just that part of it has come through, and I'm just like, oh, why did I do it like that? <laughs> what made you want to pursue music? I think it's something that, I don't know, like, I really, I enjoy the creative side yeah. of it. Creative side, like, the self-expression is really cool. Well, um, like, what made you want to pursue it more than just, like, a hobby, but just, like, as an actual career? I don't know, like, not great at maths, so couldn't have gone <laughs> into, into business and... Yeah. To be honest, like all of my ideal career paths have been on a similar level of not overly practical for <laughs> everyone. It's not as for music. the money. Yeah. I think that I chose music over accounting <laughs> because um because I'm better at music than accounting. I'm gonna interject because I know you. Um, that... <laughs> Like, you're a creative person who, like, needs to work and be in that creative space all the time. Like, I feel like some people can, like, switch it on and off or, like, are okay with being an accountant in the daytime and a musician at night. I feel like some people can't do that. Yeah, that's probably probably part of it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you find the biggest challenges being a musician? Biggest challenges? Probably affording a living. Uh, um, <laughs> I think writing lyrics yeah. is another one. Um, <laughs> I mean, this is all legitimate. Like, I'm just asking this because I want to, this segment to be like other musicians listening and be like, I, I feel that. Oh, sweet. <laughs> nice. Are we going to, is there going to be like a little sound effect in between each other? I of mean, them? I can. Ding the, what do you, <laughs> what do you think about your music segment? <laughs> COVID question, because I must. Okay. Like, how has COVID affected you as a musician as yourself like how you view your own music as well as like how you I guess view music industry and other people's music as well um yeah no it's been a really interesting time I mean for like I was in my last year of uni for the whole of COVID year yeah. 2020 so the biggest way that it affected me was just the way it affected my uni yeah so I haven't been able to do performances this year I'm gonna have my third performance for the year on Sunday which is great so it's it's December now if you're listening <laughs> shit that's tomorrow sweet sorry am I allowed to swear yeah okay cool it's cool, cool. Happened. <laughs> it's fine. yeah I would have liked to have auditioned for more shows and yeah. operas and plays and musicals and uh yeah so I've missed out on doing a whole lot of that which yeah. has been a bit annoying did you miss like going to see gigs and big time <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. When I went to my first gig, ah, oh, got so many feelies. <laughs> first gig was, um, I think it was Matt Ottignon. Oh. Yeah, playing with like a trio. 
or quartet. Yeah, I remember going, I think I went to Lolo with you. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that the next day. It was really overwhelming feeling. I was like, man, I missed this. I didn't even know I missed it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, far out. Yeah. (laughs) We'll go on to the the first times segment, which is me just asking you questions. What was your first CD you ever had? First CD I ever had was uh, Barcelona by Freddie Mercury and Montserrat Caballé. Cabele, yeah. We, we all, I'll Google it and then yeah, I'll insert sweet. it. <laughs> Good. Just insert the Google Translate yeah. voice. Montserrat Caballier. Um, mm. who was your first favorite artist? First favorite artist. Oh, my like biggest all-time artist crush is David Bowie. I don't know if he was my first artist that I got into. Maybe Queen. Actually, yeah, it was probably Queen. Yeah, nice. Um, first ever concert you went to? First ever concert. Been dragged to concerts <laughs> since I was too too small to remember. Which one's the first one you remember? I remember getting rained on at an outside <laughs> opera. What was your first instrument you learned? First instrument was recorder, other than recorder. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is that is everyone answer that the same? I mean. No. <laughs> okay. Oh, sweet. It's original so okay. far. And what was the first moment you knew you wanted to be a musician? Probably when I was quite small, but it only really, like, it took me quite a long time to be able to call myself a musician. Yeah, and I think to... that people struggle with that. I'm yeah. going to reference the last interview because I did it yesterday. <laughs> yeah. I was talking about how she she's like, oh, I can finally sort of call myself a musician now because I released something. Mm, sweet. Know, which is so funny because I'm like, but you are one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just doing music makes you a musician and gigging and all that kind of stuff counts. Yeah. <laughs> took me up to actually getting into music uni yeah. um, to be able to call myself musician. <laughs> yeah. What was something you did for the first time this year? It doesn't have to be music related. I tried to create, it was pretty geeky, I tried to create um, an oscillator, which is a part of a synthesizer that um, actually makes the noise. Yeah. How did it go? It was really, it was really interesting. Like I learned how to solder yeah. and um, I got strip board to make it on, which is like circuit board, but you like, yeah. it's got little holes and copper strips, I think. <laughs> yeah. So I like put all the bits in, had a bit of wire, had to get a capacitor, um, some resistors and yeah. shit. And I soldered them all in. You're getting and... like flashbacks to science class. Yeah. I, hear, I know those words. Sweet. I, uh, I must have <laughs> missed science classes because I just, I knew none of it. <laughs> Though if I had have um, remembered science classes, maybe I would have found it too boring to yeah. actually go through with this project. <laughs> I think I, I plugged it in and it was pretty shit. <laughs> I think I wired it all to the strip board on the wrong side. Oh, but did it make sound? No. Oh, that's sad. It did when I threw it out. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you've tried it now. Yeah. Well, Are you gonna, will you do it again? Some things down the track. Maybe. And what have you learned so far with your first release of music? The biggest thing that I had going on leading up to it was, I don't know, because it's, it's different to, it's, it's so different to performing yeah. where you're like waiting backstage and you get all nervous just in that moment where you're waiting yeah. backstage. I had a version of that feeling going on yeah. for about a month or so <laughs> leading up to releasing it. Yeah. Also, this is probably the most personal thing that I've ever done, like release music that I've pretty much been 80%, 20% of yeah. 
other input is producer but um like 80 percent of the stuff has all come from from yeah. the brain um we're like 100 percent of the sounds and yeah and it's pretty scary live music allows for so much like for mistakes yeah i can imagine like i'm a super perfectionist yeah being like oh no is everything like mm. everything right or can i like change did you have that yeah no big time and um <laughs> i've actually noticed just something that just a note that comes in half a quaver yeah not gonna tell you where uh I think it you know works stylistically maybe <laughs> so I think that was the biggest thing I had to get over yeah. with releasing this and I guess it was the first time going through going through all those feelies yeah what was like something that you wish someone told you before you embarked on this journey uh I don't know just shit out as much music as you can and hope for the best <laughs> you heard it here first <laughs> with your first release of music you shared with me kind of feelings of a goal that you've been trying to achieve and then once you like hit the goal of signing with a record company that it didn't feel as good as you hoped that it would I don't, it's been such a big life goal to sign with a record label yeah you know I'm really lucky that I've got to got to tick something off the bucket list I think it was more like a kind of overwhelmed feeling of oh my god I can't believe that's happened that hit and I don't know like it came out in interesting ways yeah elaborate on my question about like you said also in the moment you felt like you didn't have that many people to share it with I guess that's a big thing that people go through the music journey particularly being a solo artist is very insular and your own journey so it's like it can be really easy to spend lots of time doing your music and like shut yourself away from people I get band envy sometimes. <laughs> I really like that I'm able to create all my music by myself. I don't know, don't have to... Um... Like answer to anyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I think I'm just a bit of a creative control freak. Yeah. Which is probably why I, I make my music the way that I do. Yeah, sometimes I just still get some fucking band envy when I'm like, yeah, releasing my first single and I'm just, yeah, partying with myself. <laughs> so talking about the Sydney music scene, what have your experiences been in the music scene? Like gigging or singing gigs or... My experiences have all been really good. I don't know, like, so I'm still not really, I, I'm not performing my own music. Yeah. Yeah. Once I've worked out how to perform my music, yes. I'll hopefully <laughs> be better equipped to answer this yeah. question. And maybe you'll have um, a band. <laughs> maybe I'll have a band. Yeah. I think that's why I get band envy, because I can't perform my music yet. <laughs> um, um, what is yeah. the future for Frankie? The future is, it's constantly constantly looming yeah um yeah relentlessly so yeah so i'm gonna release more um a few more singles over the next period of time i mean i haven't made it yet but i'm gonna make a music video for my single which even though it came out last month i'm still gonna make the the video and release that at some point and then gonna make more music videos and more music well i've already got um my next few singles sort of lined up i'm just still haven't yeah. quite worked out when they're gonna come out I would like to release I think I would like to release an album at maybe around this time next year although when you hear this it might be this time this year probably November because yeah. December's a bit of a shit time yeah, to release music true. unless um it's 
Christmassy music, yeah. but you should probably still release it in November. <laughs> Get your shit or together. Or December, do whatever sake. you want. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give me two local artists that you recommend? Two local artists that I recommend? Ah, yeah. oh, I really like Marlon Williams, even though he's from New Zealand. <laughs> from However, Sydney. <laughs> he lives in Melbourne, which is local. <laughs> Fuck, okay. Two local artists that I like. Okay, the band Tracker. Absolutely beautiful music. They're sort of more uh, Eastern European folk music. Absolutely killer stuff. Also, I'd really recommend the band Lola Lavina. Woo! Also, <laughs> also um, sort of Eastern European yeah. folk music too. Um, okay, two folk music bands. Yeah. Do I need to think of something you don't more have kind to. of relevant to my style? Not really. Um, it's just it's like sharing the love of sharing artists the love. listening Sweet. to each other. Jordan Kenny has some banging tunes. Went went to see him once. Everyone check them out. Yeah. Um, and then, so that was three artists. That's all right. <laughs> I said two, four, but like, including Marlon I didn't, Williams. Because I didn't want people to have to stretch too much, but you have four, mm -hmm. that's fine. Um, one last thing, just something inspirational for listeners, just people who are thinking about releasing their first music or anything you want to say to them that you wish someone said to you. I think there was a time about two years ago when I really wanted to release some music. Yeah. I sat on it for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> and then realized it was kind of shit. I'm yeah. not sure if I just was so sick of it yeah. by the time that I sort of was coming up to thinking about getting it out there. So I only release good stuff, no pressure. <laughs> no, I've absolutely no idea. Just, you know, follow your heart and just write some good, good stuff. Thanks for listening right to the end of this Jams episode. Hope you had a groovy time hearing all about Frankie Bouchia. Don't forget to keep your ears ready and alert for Frankie's upcoming singles and album this year. But for now, go listen to his single, The Sun, and follow Frankie on Instagram and Facebook. And if you haven't already, keep up to date with new Sydney releases, interviews and gigs by following us on Instagram at jams underscore fam underscore, liking our Facebook page and joining our Facebook group. If you want to explore some Sydney artists, check out our Spotify playlist, Jams Jams, a taste of Sydney's music scene. And for more information, visit our website, www.jamsfam.com. Please message and comment with artists you want to hear interviews from and any feedback. Special thanks to you and Chaffee for making this groovy theme music that, fun fact, was created with only the sound of a jam jar and the homemade jam inside it. <coughs>